You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Hannah's season of The Bachelorette and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Welcome, everybody, to podcast number 132. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got a good show for you this week. Haven't had this guy on in a year, a little over a year, and we'll get to him momentarily. Um, I do want to talk a couple things uh, about what's going on on the site and everything that's going on. So, um, next week, fifth annual Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party in Las Vegas. Uh, there are no spots available. Uh, if you are coming, I'm excited to see you there. It'll be a, it'll be good times. It'll be a lot of fun. We've got more prizes to give away this year. There isn't going to be a trivia contest, but for those that know in the past, for the trivia contest, we've done a um, first and second place, $100 for first place, $50 for second place this year. Right now, as of now, we have eight prizes to give away, and it's just going to be all raffle. So everyone's got an equal chance to win a prize. And some are gift cards, and some is cash, but uh, we have some donations from people in Bachelor Nation I'll tell you about next week. And um, also, uh, just wanted to talk briefly about uh, yesterday's post in regards to Joey Jones and his ex-girlfriends. Like I stated, I've been in touch with Joey Jones's exes, Joey's, Joey Jones's exes, yeah, say that fast five times, since right around uh, the cast came out, they got in touch with me and said, hey. And the reason they got in touch with me was not to immediately rat on him. They wanted details themselves because they, neither of them are avid watchers of the show at all. Like, they didn't know how the process worked. So they basically contacted me to say, hey, if you're going on this show, when would you know that you were going on the show? And and I told them, like, look, it's it's tough for me to say because everybody's kind of different, but... There is final casting weekend in January, which is usually two or three weekends, and they give the guys the choice of which weekend works best. So I said, look, he had to have known by January, and I'm sure he was involved before that. Um, So, and, you know, you read their stories yesterday, very detailed of of what this guy was doing. And it's like I said, it's, this isn't anything criminal. He's, it's not something he can go to jail for. This isn't domestic violence this is an assault this is anything like that but it's still an important story and if your if your reaction to the story was who cares he went home in episode three then you're missing the whole point of the story um it shouldn't be only important guys from the show and for the longest time i actually thought that because there have been plenty of guys over the past four or five seasons where i haven't reported something now granted it wasn't nearly as detailed as what ashley and melanie gave but I have been told, like, hey, this guy ghosted me literally a week before, and I was with him. I was in his bed and stuff like that. And it's just like, I just thought, I guess it all depends on the story. Ashley and Melanie had a very detailed, like, this went on for a long time, kind of con job that he was pulling on these girls. And since the story came out, I can tell you this, there's another girl that came forward who was seeing... Joey, at the same time he was seeing Ashley and Melanie that they just found out about today. They spoke to her. So, I mean, it only gets worse, but it's out there. And, um, you know, there is more coming this season, so stay tuned. I just wanted to say that. I just hope your reaction, and the reaction has been positive today, but there have been a couple that I saw that it was more like, well, 
who cares? He went home third or third episode. And it's like, really? Is that, is that your reaction? Yeah, because I, I don't think, I think you're really missing the point if that's the case. But like I said, got more coming, uh, at least one more coming. Um, the other one, I, I just don't know. Uh, they could choose to talk at any point or they can choose to sit it out and not say anything. But um, I got another one coming, and probably sooner rather than later, so uh, be on the lookout for that. But let's just get to our uh, guest this week. Had him on over a year ago, and he's always good to break down, and I basically just wanted to focus on a few topics from this season with Hannah, and uh, what better guy to talk about that than with uh, Michael Garofola from Dez's season and season two of Paradise and um, Winter Games. So uh, let's get to it. Podcast number 132 with Michael Garofola. Okay, let's bring in our guest. You remember him from Desiree's season of The Bachelorette. He was also on, can't remember which season of Paradise it was. I'm forgetting. But two. <laughs> season number two of Paradise. Also, he was on Winter Games, I think. He was there. Um, <laughs> physically. And, yeah, physically there. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's Michael Garofola, former podcast guest as well. How are you doing, Michael? Hey, great! Thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it's been about it's been about a year since you've been on. I was I was looking. It was last April, so a little over a year actually since you've been on. And I wanted to bring you on to talk about uh, some things going on on Hannah's season. Uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to talk a little bit of your work in the legal field for people that don't remember. Tell everybody what you do now. Uh, your work in New York. Okay. Well, currently I am, um, I am deputy general counsel at a large cannabis company, um, called acreage holdings, the largest U S based cannabis company. Um, and we were actually just acquired by, um, canopy growth, a Canadian company. And that, um, transaction is still pending, but that would, once that takes, takes effect, that would be, make us the largest cannabis company in the world. Wow. Congratulations on that. When did you start that? I started about a year ago. So I was before that. So it's interesting because I was once a federal prosecutor in Miami, if you recall. And so now I've gone from prosecuting um, drug traffickers to to essentially being a drug trafficker. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, only only in states where it's legal, obviously. Yeah. Um, And and there is somewhat of a legal issue this season that I wanted to get your your thoughts on. But before that, I kind of wanted to I just wanted to talk to you about editing in general. And like I said, you've been on before on Desa season. You've been on Paradise. You were on Winter Games. Is is there a difference that you noticed in how the three shows were shot? I'm not talking about length or location or anything like that, but just more about how people are produced on those three different shows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, personally, I, I notice a lot of differences and I think, it primarily stems from the fact that, you know, the bachelorette or the bachelor, that's your first foray into that world. And to, and it's also your first, um, you know, time meeting and becoming acquainted with the various producers and, and folks uh, in production and who run the show. Um, so that, you know, they don't know you very well. And uh, I think it's very different once you have, you've established a rapport with, you know, with the producers and you're coming back, it's a little less like, you know, it's a little less regimented. It's a little less like um, like a high school field trip itinerary. It's more um, it's more open. Uh, I feel, and also you feel more confident with these people, and you you know them, and you either trust them or you don't. So you know how to sort of behave around them, and and you can have discussions when you're in interviews about 
you know, what kind of questions you want to answer. And, um, you, you know, you can ask to have things rephrased and to, you know, say it over again if you didn't think it came out right the first time. I think there's a lot more of that the second and especially the third time you're doing a show. There's there's just a lot more two-way, um, you know, trust. It's more, um, yeah, it, it's more of a, you know, the, you're more on equal footing, I would say. What about the friendships with producers? I know people can't believe sometimes some contestants say some of the things they do on camera. Are there certain people who are easier to be produced? And if so, what exactly does that mean to be easily produced? Yeah, well, I mean, I think I know. Well, I definitely think there is to answer your question. And I think there are certainly those people who are rule followers um, and rule followers. I mean that, you know, they do as they're told and they're sort of more concerned with the consequences of not doing as they're told. Um, and I think maybe some of that comes out in the psychological testing that you do before you, before you're, you know, selected to join the cast. Um, but they certainly know that there are, are people there that will sort of go along with whatever the producer says, whether that's because it's something they want to do or whether because they think if they don't, they're, they're going to be, you know, um, you know, they're, they're not going to, they're going to be disfavored or they're somehow going to be, you know, retaliated against or, and, and I think the producers are very good at, at sort of, you know, playing with that a little bit, if you will, and, and, and are good at their job. You know, if you're someone who's, you know, a people pleaser and you don't want to say um, or answer a question that's posed to you or, or, you know, interrupt someone who's having a conversation and you go back and the producer kind of like gives you a little bit of an attitude because they're a little annoyed that you didn't do what they say. Maybe, you know, maybe next time you you do it because you're trying to curry favor and you think that somehow that's going to benefit you in the long run. And I think one of the guys this season that we all have seen from the first three episodes and his only three episodes was Cam, where he does some things that people at home are just yelling at the TV and screaming at the TV. And why does he get to do this and all this stuff? One of the things that he did do and. In episode two that we know is Cam was one of the guys in episode two that did not get a date that week. Wasn't on either group date, didn't have a one-on-one. However, he showed up at the after party on one of the group dates just basically saying, I didn't get time this week. I, I wanted time. Like Anybody that watches the show with any sort of regularity knows that when you're still in L.A., there's always two or three guys every in each episode that don't get dates in the first couple episodes. So yeah. I don't remember a time in this show's history where somebody was just able to go to a group date that they weren't even a part of to conf- to basically say, hey, I wanted to get some time with you, even though he would have gotten time at the cocktail party at the rose ceremony. So something like that. I don't think it's Cam's idea. I'm sure when he's talking to producers, he's like, I wish I had time. And maybe they were the ones that said, well, hey, why don't you you know, would you want to go see her on her date? You know, sure. It's just something like that. When do you think that was more of a producer thing or Cam brought it up and the producers went with it? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I will say that there is no way you would could facilitate that on your own, given that, you know, you don't have a phone to call an Uber for sure. Um, you wouldn't know the exact location of that, of the group date, right? Unless yeah. you're fed that information. When you don't have a date, you sit home and you talk to the other dudes and you, you know, whatever you're going to do, but you, you're certainly not, 
um, you know, you're certainly not told where exactly where everyone is until everyone, because then they don't get the reaction shots when everyone comes home and tells you what they just did. You know, you, you're, you're really in the dark. So the only way that would happen would be producers. Now, is it possible that he was like, you know, what? is there any way I could get to the state? Can you take me to the state? Can you let me do that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I, I think it is. And if so, you know, good for him. I mean, I think any of the other guys that didn't get that date um, would have probably are probably jealous and thinking like, wow, I wish I had asked. You know, I didn't even know that was a, a possibility. I wish I had done that. Um, you know, so I mean, that that wouldn't bother me. I mean, I would have been like, OK, you know, more power to you, you know, for, for doing that and, and getting producers to agree to do that. Um you know, but there's definitely no way that he could just do that on his own without a producer signing off on it and thinking it was a good idea for whatever, you know, purpose they have. It's just kind of weird. And I mentioned this when I wrote about it was the fact that this was a guy that this was literally the first episode of dates. It was episode two. Usually something like that would be for a guy who's an established villain and they're just going along with his character like, oh, here he is again, you know interrupting and showing up at something it was literally a guy that hadn't done anything yet and they let him show up on a date so it's almost like hey almost force feeding us you're not supposed to like this guy because he's doing this because when you do that and i don't know if cam was familiar with the show i don't know his background in terms of did he has he seen every episode but there's no chance in hell that anybody who's watched the show with any sort of regularity would think that that would be a smart thing to do you're immediately pointed as the villain if you do something like that. Right? Yeah, well, you're you're immediately annoyed. You know, the guys are definitely annoyed with you. Um, I, I don't I don't know that it's that bad overall to do that, right? If, unless you're doing that, and I, I guess it could be viewed as right. You're by doing that, you're taking away from these, but but from the other guys' opportunity, obviously, to spend time with her. But at the same time, it's not your fault that you weren't selected for a date. You know, like it's not like you. It's different when it's, um, you know, the two teams play in the group date event and the win only the winning team gets the nighttime activity and then someone from the losing team shows up, you know, still. If Cam were like on the losing team from the group date, for example, and showed up to the after party, that would that would definitely rub me the wrong way more than, you know, he you know, he's one of the three unfortunate guys that didn't, you know, that, that didn't get a date at all due to no fault of his own. Obviously we don't know, even know anything about him yet. And then he shows up, but you know, to your, also to your point, I mean, I, I think the, for, I don't know how this happens, but the show does do a good job of, of finding people that are not familiar with, with other seasons sometimes and, and, and haven't really watched. And I think, um, I was one of those people. And I will say now, like I look, I look back and I'm like, Oh my God, you're such an idiot. Like it's the same formula over and over and over again for the bachelorette. Like, I can't believe you allowed yourself to be annoyed by Ben Scott, you know, like it's yeah. the same thing, you know, by being interrupted and by that, you know, like you, you sort of look at it and you're like, Oh my God, it, no, if I knew, you know, then what I know now, the things I would have done differently, you know, and I, and there are so many things now that I know the you know formula for the show, which is just repeated every single season, and these guys are, but you know these guys are in the same boat. A lot of them just don't, you know, they allow themselves to be, you know, they they, they get there and they allow themselves to be um, inserted and plugged into this formula and don't sort of question it sometimes. Well, what is off the top of your head? What is one thing? I guess the biggest thing that you would have changed about what you did or anything you said on Des's season. 
knowing now. I, you know. I, I would not have I would not have let, you know, Ben Scott get under my skin as much as I did at the time. You know, I thought, oh, my God, this guy is acting, you know, um, you know, he's he is so, you know, selfish and, and, and oblivious and inconsiderate and on all these things. And ha- it, now if, if I were in that situation, I'd be like, of course, this is the role he's playing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they're telling, you know, they're telling him to do this. He's sort of, you know, has whatever reason motivations he has for playing along with that because he, you know, he's being told he's going to benefit from that. And this is what he's probably being told. This is what Des wants. And he's, you know, getting some certain validation from her, which I'm not witnessing. And I would have been much more just calm about it and whatever. But, you know, having said that, um, you know, maybe that means I'm not, uh, you know, around for the top five. Maybe I'm like sort of, you know, not as important. and I'm more more dispensable. You know, maybe, and if if Desiree, you know, doesn't have, feel like she has a connection with me, which obviously, ultimately, you know, we we didn't have that connection. Maybe, you know, I'm let go much sooner because I'm not able to be sort of the foil for the villain. You know, that play that role. I, you know, I don't know, but certainly now I look back and I think it was, you know, silly um, for me to, to think like this was so crazy of this person to act like this when. Literally every season of Bachelorette, there's someone who acts that way. I mean, this season you have, you know, Cam did that. You have Luke P, obviously, who's, you know, not everyone's favorite. So, you know. (laughs) I think, and you brought it up earlier, this this whole notion of, well, if you don't do something, you could fall out of favor and whatnot. And I think the biggest thing a lot of people, I get asked it every season because it happens every season. Like you said, there's a formula where it's just same kind of drama every season just with different characters, different people that are right. on the cast. Yeah. And one of those things is interruptions at cocktail parties. Explain to people exactly how interruptions work and why, A, the person doing the interrupting just doesn't interrupt, and B, how comes the lead, for the most part, there have been a few occasions where they've rejected it, but for the most part, the lead allows the interruption to happen. Yeah, I, I think, all right, so it goes back to the, you know, you know, people are, are generally familiar with how the show works and they're generally familiar with having witnessed at least most of them uh, having watched the show and seen interruptions. And, and they also it's sort of like an unwritten rule that it that it's it's part of this experience and that you um, are supposed to sort of allow it to happen. And you can be annoyed or grumble under your breath or whatever, but you're supposed to get up and and the lead um, is also sort of conditioned from his or her season prior to understand how that works. And it's just it all sort of just happens. And it, and it um, obviously you are you are told, I mean, if, if you're asking like the broader question about, about how it's produced, I mean, I think you are obviously waiting all night, especially in the beginning, to get that opportunity with that person. And producers are very much involved with telling you now is a good time to go get her. Now is now go now like now is the time go to this room go follow me you're coming with me you're going to go talk to her now and and that includes a lot of times the, the interrupters um, interrupters are told you know all right now is the time you know she's talking to you know so and so you know to Connor now's your now's your time um, to go or talking to Mike now's your time to go and um, and, and interrupt now you know go do it now and you're sort of like you've been waiting you know all night to talk to her and you're being told this is your time and so you sort of just do it um i'm more surprised you know and i'm more surprised that um the guy doesn't just 
you know, calmly say, Hey, you know what? Um, I am middle of like telling this story. Can you just give me five more minutes? And, and that the bachelorette or the bachelor doesn't sort of have that person's back more often and say, yeah, yeah you know, I, I think Becca did it once. I think, you know, if I, if I recall, I think Becca was good at that saying, actually, you know what? Um, I, I will come find you. I'm, I'm not done talking, you know, to, to so-and-so. And, and I, but I don't think that happens nearly enough. And I, and I, and it should. And, and these are things I'm saying, like, you don't have to sort of like acquiesce to sort of the structure and the, the formula you're used to. Like you have, you have the ability, you're like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's not scripted. You, you have the ability, you know, whether or not they later cut it or, or, you know, whatever, but you have the ability to basically do or say whatever you want, um, you know, in that moment. And so I'm just surprised that that doesn't, people don't go off script, so to speak. Uh, more often. <laughs> and you say you have the ability, but yet why do so many people not? And it kind of goes back to what we talked about earlier, where I know it's happened. I've heard stories of basically being threatened with, well, if you don't do this, you might be going home tonight. You need the time. You might not be getting a rose. It's just so. Oh, yeah. With that, if yeah. that starts creeping in, then it's like, okay, well, now you yeah, know why people that- do it. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, exact. I mean, you're obviously there's an existential crisis you're facing. Like if I if I don't do this, it might, it might be the, my only opportunity. You're led to believe sometimes like this might be my only opportunity to talk to her will be right now and interrupting this person. And so I have no choice but to do it. And then also, you know, that you're just sort of conditioned and well trained um, to, you know, do what you're told because you also want to. I don't know. You, you do. You really do want to, I, I, you know, I'm using this expression again, but you really do want to curry favor with the producers. You want them to like you. Um, you, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. You know what I'm saying? You, you feel like in your own mind that if you do what they ask and you are, um, you know, really like, you know, agreeable and you um, are willing to do what, what they're, what they're suggesting that later you'll be rewarded somehow. Like at the next cocktail party, you'll get more time or, or you'll get the next one-on-one date or you'll, you know, like you, yeah. you, you start to think that, you know, and um, you know, I, I mean, I've never had a situation where they've said, if you don't do, if you don't go interrupt someone, you know, we will make sure you go home. Like it's never that, but it, it could be, if you don't interrupt this person, I don't know another time tonight where you might get time with her. And that could put you at risk of going home because you need that time with you of all the people need that time with her. Right. Like yeah. she's not sure about you, you know, like they could certainly do that. You know, that's that's certainly something they would do. <laughs> yeah. The, the wording there is, yeah, a little bit more where it's like, yeah, you still have control over everything you say and do on right. that show. However, yes you're choosing to do things that the audience is sitting at home screaming about because they don't know what's going on behind the scenes of, like you said, some producer could be telling that person, Hey, this is your chance tonight. And if you don't, it's not looking good for you or, you know, whatever they, however they may word it. Like you said. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you need that quality. Like that's the way you get a rose is, is spending that quality time. And, you know, like it's getting late and, you know, we we're not going to be here much longer and, you know, like we're, you know, we got to wrap up. So, you know, this is your time, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but you, you, you learn, I mean, having been on the show, it's all, 
a farce. Like if you are important enough, in other words, yeah. that, that they need you and, and she likes you and she wants to have that time with you. Like she, you will get that time. <laughs> You're saying, like, you will get that time. But in that moment, you don't know that you don't believe that yet. You're not that confident about that. And you are, um, sort of, uh, easily moldable by, by the producers and you, you know, and you're, and you're also feeling, you know, insecure and unsure. And the last thing you want to do is go home that, that night or that following rose ceremony. And so you're obviously in a mental state where you're, you're willing to do whatever it takes to get that time. And, um, and, you know, and, and rather than risk not having it, um, and being sent home because of it. All right, guys, I want to take a break real quick. Talk to you about KiwiCo. It's our only sponsor for this week. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids that make learning about STEAM fun. With a KiwiCo subscription, each month the kid in your life will receive a fun, engaging new project, which will help them develop their creativity and confidence. The projects are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning in kids of all ages. All projects, inspiration, and activities are created by a team of product designers in-house in Mountain View, California, and rigorously tested by kids. Every crate includes all the supplies needed for that month's project, detailed, easy-to-follow instructions, and educational magazine to learn even more about that crate's theme. KiwiCo inspires kids to see themselves as makers and is on a mission to empower kids not just to make a project, but to make a difference. With school out for my niece and nephew... They're basically going to be vegetables for the next two and a half months until they go back to school. So I've basically forced my nephew to get involved with KiwiCo because they're sending me stuff every month and I'm sending it to him so he can put together. Like I said, he already did a paper airplane. We're waiting for the next one to come. But he was pretty fired up about it. It actually gave him something to do other than play Fortnite for 12 hours a day. So we're excited about KiwiCo. So should you be. KiwiCo is offering the Reality Z Podcast listeners the chance to try them for free. To redeem this offer and learn more about the projects for kids of all ages, visit KiwiCo.com slash Steve. That's KiwiCo.com slash Steve. K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Steve. Now, let's get back to Michael Garofola, uninterrupted, for the remainder of the podcast. And that brings us to Luke P., because we saw on this past episode... He was one of these guys that essentially was told by Hannah, and we started to see the cracks forming with Luke P. on Monday night, where it was, look, dude, you're there. You, I like you. You don't need to do this. But yet he kept pressing and pressing and wanting that time. But when she did give him his time, she kind of scolded him. So if I, I'm assuming, just watching it back, it was more producers saying, hey, you need to, you know, sh- that conversation you had earlier where she pretty much scolded you, that didn't really go well. You need to talk to her again. And you could just see him yeah. getting anxious yeah. and more anxious. Spiraling. And, yeah, yeah. And just like, oh, I have to go talk to her. Because that's what he kept saying, basically, is I need to talk to her. Dude, I barely got any time with her. I barely got any time with her. It didn't go well. And and that's what it turned into with, with Luke P. And, and that's just another guy that I think, I mean, I don't know enough about Luke P., but it certainly seems like he is one of the naive that they preyed on this season. And, um, and, and yeah, I think he'll watch this back, like you're saying, and be like, God, what an idiot. Like, what an idiot I was like. I I had it. All I had to do was was exude a little bit more confidence and a little more, um, you know, self-assuredness uh, about where I stood with her. And instead, I 
allowed myself to spiral and have this meltdown and, and like, you know, and, and, and do and act like, like a creep, you know, a little, be a little, little creepy, you know? Um, so yeah. And then I think, um, you know, I think that's, I think hope, you know, maybe he will see it that way and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, atone for that, if you will, at at mental all. And that's kind of where we're at with him and what I expressed this week. And literally an hour after I posted my column, he went on Instagram and basically, I don't think he took a stance of he. He's obviously getting destroyed on on social media by the way he's acting and people saying he's creepy, he's a narcissist, he's all these things. I mean, he's getting called every name in the book. I mean, one of the most he's going to be by the time this is over. We're in three episodes in. He is the guy for the next five episodes. Yeah, you know oh, that that's going to be crucified, and I, I want to yeah. say top three of all time, easily top five, possibly top three of all time, most hated individuals by the public, just because of how he's coming across, very aggressive, very mm. stuck on himself and whatnot. And then when he, I posted like, look, someone in that position where I know it's going to get worse for him before it gets better over these next five episodes. His yeah. best bet at this point is look, don't don't blame editing. Don't attack trolls. Don't attack haters online. Just be like, if anything, say nothing. But if you are going to say something, go the self-deprecating route and be like, I cannot believe what I'm watching here. I, I feel like such an idiot watching this. Yeah. Man, man, I got carried away, got caught up in the emotions of everything. But don't say, well, it didn't really go down like that. You know, just because you're never going to win that battle online ever. No. And if you start doing if you start doing that now, you're you're never going to stop having to do that like if you feel the need now to explain yourself to every troll or every person that's attacking you it will it's not going to end well but you know i will say like especially now i mean even more now steve than it was when i did the show i mean like the social media i don't know following and presence is just is it's just exponentially larger and i i just i hope that he has a support system of friends and family that he can rely on during the time because it is it isn't easy to go from a private person to sort of a public person and then realize that most of the country doesn't like you you know yeah. i mean that is like a that is a shock to the system and i and i i, I know um that there were some episodes where a producer would call me beforehand and say look I get to, tonight's a little bit rough uh, for you. Um, just so you know, um, don't worry. It gets better, you know, like that kind of thing. Like you may not like certain things that were left in and, and, you know, other things that were taken out. Um, uh, I saw the episode though. And overall you come out fine, but there are certain moments and I know you, you know, you will not be pleased like things like that. And, I, and I'm sure they're doing that with him and just being like, you're going to have to ride the storm and it's going to be okay. And they can cite to how many other people who've been villains and hated and the going back to like the Courtney Robertson's of the world, you know, like um, who are now doing amazing like, yeah. and are, are great and are loved, you know, and, and be loved, you know? And, and so, you know, this too shall pass. And I'm sure that producers, at least the producers that I know who um, are good people and do have good hearts besides the fact that they have a job to do, um, you know, are probably making those calls and letting and, and warning him and, and, and helping him to, to deal with that. Yeah. I want to say that they are with him, but knowing what's coming up for him in the next five episodes, 
I don't know any way that they're saying that it's go- uh, it's going to be it's going to be better. Don't worry because the <laughs> well, no, I mean, a, a better in a year, you know. Oh, okay. Better after, <laughs> or or he gets, or there's always a chance for paradise for redemption, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, you know, like the the redemption, the paradise redemption story, you know. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's just like these next five episodes for him are going to get worse and worse and worse, and then the culmination of his season is going to be the ultimate flame out. And it's just, he's going to go out on such a sour note. It's, I, I don't yeah. even know. I, 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 there's a part of me that feels bad for the guy because I also don't think that he knew what he was getting into with this. And, um, but, but how could you not, how could yeah. you not? That's what I'm saying. That's I know, why that's I, you know, I, I, but, but I also, you know, like I'm saying that, but I'm being a hypocrite because also, you know, when I, I did it, I, I'd only watched like, parts of Sean Lowe's season, which was the season before mine. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, I get it. I get how, or, you know, but it, had I watched, you know, obviously multiple seasons, I would have seen that these patterns and, and how like, this is where the, what the villain does. And this is what the guy who, you know, is sticking up to the villain, uh, how he behaves. And this is what the two on ones, all these things, you know, I mean, all these things that they, that they do. And, um, you know, you'd like to think, look, you'd like to think it helps you prepare, but, um, you know, like, uh, just like Mike Tyson says, you know, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. You know, once you're there and these producers are, you feel this pressure. I'm sure you're like, God, I know I'm repeating the same mistake as everyone who's come before me, but I'm going to do it anyway because I need this time with her and I don't want to go home. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I, it's, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I empathize. I, I think it's, yeah, it's like part of you empathizes and part of you is like, how did you not know? And may, and like you said, yeah. maybe during casting, they prey on the people that don't know and they prey on people that are hopefully more naive to the process and don't understand it. And those are the ones they kind of target and, you know, kind of go after, but my gosh, it's just, it's not, it's not fun to watch. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's entertaining television because he's, he's what this show does. And, you know, any show you want as a television show is people to react, whether positively or negatively, when they're indifferent about your show, that's when you're in trouble. And everybody right. on Tuesday morning is reacting to what Luke P is doing. And it's almost like the show right. is just sitting back and twiddling their thumbs like, perfect. We got them in our – they're like putty in our hands right now because all they're doing is talking about our show and the next crazy-ass antic that Luke P pulls off. Yeah, I mean, I remember – I mean, and, you know, look at, like, the – I don't know, people like Chad and people like, you know, these – all the, the classic – villains i mean it was the same even you know demi corinne you know people who are liked very well liked now demi and corinne for example um despite corinne's appearance on that terrible <laughs> sasha baron cohen show that yeah. was that was that was embarrassing but anyway other than that you know i mean i think you know like I, I think those are probably examples they're probably citing to him and be like look you know these are people that were considered villains that had a very very rough time um you know uh during their show and are now you know, doing fine. And yeah, these next few weeks are going to be rough for you. But by this time next year, you know, we promise you will, you know, you will look back on this and be like, you were right. You know, um, I, you know, I think that's, that's a lot of it. And then, you know, like, like I said, you know, it's easy to sit there and be like, okay, well, knowing if, even if you do know the patterns of the show and you're going to do, you know, it's hard to, te- when you're in the moment, it's probably hard to test those patterns, you know? And I, I think it's hard to, for you to have to be objective and say, look, 
It's clear she likes me. It's early. All I need, I don't need to go interrupt again to, to try to like leave on some good, warm, fuzzy feeling with her. I should just, I should just quit while I'm behind, you know, <laughs> just stop now uh, instead of making it worse um, for myself and compounding my mistakes. It, you know, it's easy to say that you, you should do that or would do that. But in that moment, you're panicking and thinking, God, if I, you know, if I've left a bad taste in her mouth, it's going to linger on to the next day. And I mean, I, I don't know when I'm going to see her again. Um, and I can't obviously text her or call her later to apologize uh, for my behavior and to explain myself. And so I just need to keep doing this. And it's it's really it's hard to watch. But yeah, <laughs> bless you. Yeah, it's 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 gotten to a point where I. I I don't know. I like I said. I feel bad in times, and it's and other times I empathize. I, I empathize with him, and then I also am like, but it's on you. You know, you had to have known. You got to know better going into this what you're getting into. And like you said, no, it is. You don't. Should, you don't you, know until you, you get there. The but still, yeah. talk to some former. You know, if you know you're getting cast, maybe even hit up former contestants. Ask them like, what should I get yeah. ready for? You know, but. Um, yeah, and you have to have the conviction, but you have to have the conviction to be, to you know, to be yourself and to, you know, to to be to trust that. Look, I don't. This is silly. I, I'm. I think I'm making a fool of myself. And if she, if look, if I'm actually here to make a connection with someone, and I'm not here to stay on the show as long as possible to increase my social media following, then she will come find me. I will get the time with her because she will make sure in her role that 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 she has that time with me and you have to sort of trust that um you know but uh, you know i don't know what everyone's motives are anymore for doing these shows so yeah we could probably guess um yeah it's it's, it's def- <laughs> well i guess i do know but. yeah it's definitely more about you know instagram following and who you, who you know yeah. and who you can get a hold and who can gain instagram followers and what can i what product can i pitch after the show and who can i hook up with from another season it's kind of the way it works now but uh, moving on, I wanted I wanted to talk about the Tyler G situation because you being in the legal field, I found this kind of fascinating of what happened this past Monday night. And I had reported it before the season started that in episode three, Tyler G was removed from the show because production had been contacted by women in his past and they had told him the production whatever they told production it was strong enough to where they removed Tyler from the show. And I reported that before the season started. However, when the episode aired, we got nothing. We don't see him being removed. We don't see Chris Harrison coming in. We don't see production coming in. All we see is an ITM of Hannah saying, I was told, you know, it's been a rough day. I was told that Tyler had to leave. I'm disappointed because things were going really well for us. Tyler had the episode one, episode two, one-on-one, first one-on-one of the season. And the next episode, he's removed from the show. But we're not given an explanation. Hannah doesn't explain it to us. So the thought that went through my mind was there's no way the show told Hannah this is why he we had to remove him because I don't think her answer on camera would have been, I really liked Tyler. I'm disappointed because I thought things were progressing well between us as pro-woman as right. Hannah is because these allegations against him were from former um, women that he dated that got 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 a hold of production so my question to you is and and this is never i mean i was trying to rack my brain i might be forgetting somebody but i can't remember a time in the history of the show where somebody was taken off the show and we got such a vague 
answer as to why they were taken off the show, which was just Hannah and my TM saying two sentences. So, well, especially if, especially if Hannah is not even, you know, articulating the real reason, like it's almost like she's left in the dark and she's not even told the real reason why. So, and and maybe she was told the real reason why during filming, but then the, the answer that she gave, she couldn't, yeah, you, know, you just we we just don't know, and yeah. I don't even know if we're ever going to get an answer to it. However, being on the legal field and just curious of what your take on the whole thing was, and is Tyler have something he could go after the show for for removing him, or the reason they went with the vague explanation and and Hannah just saying Tyler had to leave is the reason why he can't go after the show now because they never put anything out there. Could you find it online? Sure. But the show never mentioned anything negative. So is Tyler screwed? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like, so, I mean, I think number one, I think obviously to, you know, to address your point, had Hannah been told the real reason, I, I have to think that she would have said, I'm, you know, something more along the lines of I'm disappointed to hear about, you know, um, the person I, I, you know, that I was, you know, thought I was making this connection with or enjoying spending time with to hear, you know, that he has these, you know, issues in his past and his character, et cetera, that, you know, and I'm, but I'm grateful that, you know, I'm, I was warned about that because obviously that's not someone I would want to spend the rest of my life with. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, that that's true. And so I would have to think, I don't know. I don't know that, that they would even, you know, if she knew that I would, I would be disappointed in her if, if she, gave a canned response like that with, without like, I don't know, addressing, I think she'd be doing a disservice to other women for just sort of like glossing over that. So I have to think they didn't really give her a full reason. And maybe they, you know, they just thought she doesn't need to know the reason. Um, it's just, you know, sort of, um, you know, whatever they told her. Um, now, as far as, as Tyler G is concerned and, you know, I am very disappointed that he, you know, did not bring honor to the house of the G, um, being <laughs> yeah. a Michael G. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I, I, he, he is not representative of the, of the bachelor G family. Um, so, um, uh, you know, he has no, you know, he has no cause of action, certainly not against, um, NZK or against, you know, Warner Horizon or ABC or anything like that, because that, first of all, that contract, um, that you sign, essentially lays out that, you know, you can be removed at any time um, for any reason or no reason at all, you know, and you don't even have to, you know, you could go out there and you may or may not even be on the show. You can be cut out of your, of the season entirely, um, you know, and you have no sort of, you're not guaranteed anything as far as, you know, the, you know, your journey and that experience. Now, that's number one. Number two is I, I think you, said it perfectly when you said that these statements did not come from ABC. They did not come from, you know, NZK or Warner horizon. Therefore any sort of, you know, defamation claim that he might be thinking he has in his head um, couldn't be addressed to them, um, you know, for, for these kinds of statements. Um, They would either be addressed to, you know, there's obviously any sort of published, a published statement or a written statement is, is considered libel and every, um, sort of oral statement is considered slander, right? And so he could potentially, could he potentially have a cause of action against these ex-girlfriends who said these things about him and, and made these allegations? Um, yes, he could potentially. However, uh, there's a lot, and there's a lot of interesting, nerdy, legal, nuanced questions that are raised here. However, 
uh, a complete defense to defamation is truth. So he would have to, you know, show that these allegations are completely false. Um, and how, that's how do you show? Issue. How does he even show that? It's a how does, yeah. How is no, that even exactly. possible? So, yeah, I don't. He would have to have other witnesses. You know, people that were there, people that you know. It, there's a lot of different ways to you know to you know that she's made these claims before, um, and they were turned out to be untrue. Um, you know, I, I there. I don't. I don't know exactly how you would how you would would prove that in the situation. But you know, there there are ways. There would have to be something to show because obviously, truth is a complete defense to defamation. And then number two, he you know there's an issue as to whether there's a different sort of standard for public figures and private figures, right? And um, if you're putting yourself out there and you're putting yourself you know on The Bachelor on national television. You might be considered a public figure, and in which case, the you know you'd be required in a lawsuit if you to sue someone, you'd be required to show what's called in New York as you know it's it's uh, you know pretty much the law of the land now. It's called actual malice, which is you know a complete disregard or reckless disregard for the truth that you're actually trying to you know say false statements about someone to you know to harm someone. Um, and I, I don't you know I, I don't think he could you know. Uh, you know, meet that burden in this, in this type of situation. So I, I think he's just sort of out of luck. Um, and, you know, and, and he'll just have to hire, you know, PR or someone to sort of, uh, you know, instruct him on how to, you know, how to handle these claims. But I don't think he has, you know, any sort of a legal, you know, any sort of a legal claim against anyone. Um, you know, and he could also go after, you know, whoever reported the story first, um, you know, he could he could potentially want to try to sue them, but then the same he would run into the same issues, right? You know, they were told these this information by um, a source who who claims to have firsthand knowledge, being his ex girlfriends. I, 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 I'm hearing there are multiple ex girlfriends that are all sort of confirming and corroborating this behavior of his and his character, and so. You know that that they're definitely not publishing these things with a reckless disregard of the truth, and they're publishing about a contestant who's on ABC's program, The Bachelor. So he's you know the Bachelorette, excuse me. So he's sort of placed himself in in the limelight to be treated as a public figure instead of a private citizen. And I think it's fascinating because you mentioned like going after the person who published it. Are we talking about? Let's just okay. I mean, we're not we're not getting into the allegations themselves. If you want to know what they are and you want to know what ex-girlfriends were saying about him, you can easily Google it and find it somewhere. However, where it was posted was, I think, initially on Reddit. And if someone creates an account and creates a fake screen name, obviously, if you go on a message board, you aren't putting your screen name as your full name. I mean, it's probably, you know, right. You're just making something up. So if a made-up screen name and the person behind that made-up screen name is one of the girlfriends, isn't it, wouldn't it be this whole legal battle where Tyler would have to literally subpoena Reddit's you know, server to find out, okay, this screen name said this about me. We need to now find out who's behind this screen name. Because if it was just a random person... Yeah. I mean, it's just there's so many legal loopholes. That's like, like I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't think he has a leg to stand on with anything. Even if, even if it was yeah. the girl, even if it was an ex that went on Reddit and said that under a fake name, 
how do we know that that fake name is her without subpoenaing and also her right server? and the the ex the ex girlfriend would not be stupid enough to register under that name for Reddit with her real name right you know so even if you subpoenaed the subscriber information for example for you know the you you know user you know name you know I don't know I love Chris Harrison XOXO you know th- that doesn't mean that um, you know she will have her real name or that Reddit will have any, you know, be able to provide any information about, you know, her real name or who she is. Um, and then you'd have to really go a step further and try to subpoena the, um, the IP address <laughs> that was used when she logged in, when, when he or she logged into that account and try to track, you know, that IP address to an address and then tie that address to a per, you know, to a, you know, a person that made that statement. So, it is a lot. You have to jump through um, a lot of hoops um, in order to to do that. And even if you were to able to identify the source of those statements, um, uh, like I said, that's only the start of your legal battle because there's a lot of um, you know there's a high burden you'd have to meet as a as a contestant on The Bachelorette. I think to show that there was, you know, a, a reckless disregard for the truth and that this was actual malice when you sort of, um, you know, inserted yourself, uh, you know, in, you know, into the, into the limelight and you're drawing public attention to yourself. Um, so it's hard to say I'm a private citizen and I should just be able to, you know, rely on a, you know, a more, um, more of a negligent standard. Well, that's, that's always been my issue with it's why I don't, pay attention to message boards and read comments because you can get away with anything. You can say anything you want about anybody. I'm not saying these allegations are false um, because I've heard through the grapevine that these are pretty accurate. But again, I wasn't there. We weren't there. We don't know for sure. But this is somebody who is claiming to be Tyler's ex or involved with him or somehow. And they're saying this happened to me. Okay. well, if we say no, it didn't then we're automatically dismissing a witness and we're, we're dismissing somebody who is saying it happened to them. So what does that make us if we immediately just say, oh, no, it didn't? Okay, okay. well. You know, well, I mean, and then obviously ABC, you know, uh, you know, NZK, whoever made, you know, I'm sure ABC and Warner Horizon made the final call there for something like that. I mean, obviously they felt confident enough in the information that was provided to them to, you know, that it was, you know, that it was, that it was true or that there was some semblance of truth to it. You know, I don't think anyone could make up just a, you know, sort of a malicious, rumor and and you know and and that they would automatically just pull you off the show for you know for something that was clearly you know absurd you know clearly they they when they uh, whatever process they went through to vet this they you know they they found some merit to to what was being said about him yeah and i think to that, warrant that yeah. and i think it's just it's just kind of amazing where we're at right now and you know you can talk about the perks of being on this show and what you can pitch afterwards and going on paradise and hooking up with people and, and from other seasons that you may not have met otherwise, but you got to deal with this and you got to deal with social media where I don't care who you are. You go on this show, people seem to, I mean, I had a whole story today about, you know, one of the guys that got eliminated on Monday night and there's two girls that he totally just played like a fiddle months before he went on the show and knowing he was going on the show and telling women he loved them and he wanted to be with them. And it's just, yeah. The second you well, go on the show and become a public a, yeah. figure, people want to talk about you and you have to 
yes, there are a lot of perks that can come from this show, but they don't want to think about the negatives, which is something like this. And this is a big deal. And I'm sure yeah. Tyler never thought anybody would come forward. I don't know. But here we are. So it is a big deal. And it definitely will be, you know, when any future employer, you know, Googles him, which every employer does now, and or even like any future date, you know, like that he has wants to Google him first. I mean, they, everyone does that now to, you know, they um, this will come up, you know, obviously. And so. Uh, you know, I'll be interested to see what he does as far as hiring, you know, a PR firm or someone to, um, you know, whether he's going to deny it, whether he's going to apologize for some of this behavior or or what. But, yeah, I mean, it, it I think some of these people are so blinded by the possibility of fame and, you know, whatever it is that they are lack some self-awareness about like these other like, I mean, look at uh, the Lincoln situation is just crazy. Like, how could someone how even if you like scammed the system and and got away with like somehow the that criminal conviction didn't show up in your, in your background check like with the show which I, i'm surprised it, it didn't because you know the show you know uses pretty competent background check sources multiple background check companies and there a lot of them are staffed by former you know fbi and federal agents and former prosecutors and things like that you know but even if you do escape that it's like what, what to you know be careful what you wish for because it's gonna come out like i mean you maybe maybe it's time to like have a you know a talk with yourself and be like hey maybe um someone who has a you know did this in the past and who behaved this way like maybe i don't maybe i should it'd be better for me to, to remain a private citizen than you know doing the show even if i'm turning down an opportunity to, I don't know, to go to Mexico for 18 days, you know, and in paradise and, yeah. you know, to hook up with some, someone from a past season and to whatever, maybe better to, you know, to, to keep that, you know, that part of my life private and to, you know, move on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know sometimes what goes through these people's minds and especially, you know, you brought up the Lincoln situation from last year. Like you said, maybe he thought he was going to get away with it or something, or maybe why, what's the upside why why take the chance yeah um yeah i mean that would be something that, that i would was be, get out i would be so grateful that like you know that i still have whatever you know i have with my life and my friends and everything else that i mean like i, I don't know but, but some people just get carried away with this vision and this and and like i said they just they lack that self-awareness to to you know i don't know to make smart decisions and that judgment you know that's missing obviously Obviously, you know, if you if you, you know, it could be argued that if you commit a crime like that, you're probably lacking some judgment in the first place. Uh, that's what led you to to get that conviction <laughs> to commit to commit that crime. And then you're you know, that sort of follows you throughout life. You're still lacking that you're making some poor life decisions. And then that, you know, that that, you know, he compounded it by by doing this and making, you know, what could have been just some a blip on his record for, you know, a conviction. He could have maybe worked it off, gotten it expunged. Who knows? But and then it becomes a you know a national story because he's on a national television show that's exceedingly popular as years go on. Yeah, I think it's um, you know with Lincoln, you even brought it up, and then you're talking about the Tyler G situation is when you look at it from the outside, and you saw how ABC handled it and what they did. They're not removing a show. They're not removing a contestant from the show. And not to put a pecking order on contestants, but we all know there is. I mean, this is a guy that got the first one-on-one -on -one of the season. He was going to be a character or at least a major figure on this show. If not hometown date, he was getting something. He was going pretty far on this show. So for them to remove him, 
they wouldn't do it based off of a rumor or something they thought was flimsy. I mean, they had to have done their due diligence. And like I said, I know that they did speak with the women involved. And whatever those women told them, they felt it was strong enough to remove him from the show. So I think that pretty much tells you all you need to know about Tyler G's situation, right? I mean... Yeah, and I, mean, I think multiple. Look, you have you have one woman comes forward, and you sort of, you know, you can you can maybe write that off and say, okay, maybe he slipped up this one time and he had a bad experience, and this this woman obviously is feeling very very you know embittered towards him, and um and and rightfully so because he was a you know complete you know jerk to her. Um, but if you have multiple women and it's all very similar allegations, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, you know, they, it definitely, you know, the, the multiple allegations definitely, you know, substantiates the, you know, one another, you know, right. I mean, you can't, you, it comes to a point where it's just too much to overlook. And I think like you said earlier, the fact that ABC did not come out and did not give a reason and did not want to say these allegations aloud because they probably, felt reasonably certain that these allegations were true, but they chose, you know, not to, um, you know, say something that they couldn't verify 100%, obviously, you know, they're, they're taking the word of uh, believing these women who came forward and, and obviously the similarities in the conduct for each of the women, you know, they, like I said, they tend, tends to corroborate um, one another, but, um, but, you know, they, they probably did the right thing by not announcing exactly why and, and, and by not telling, maybe not telling Hannah or, or having Hannah just sort of like gloss over it without um, telling, you know, telling why he was sent home. Yeah. And if she wasn't told about it during filming, I'm assuming since she's gotten back, she's read things and seen things now. But again, yeah. Will she ever address it? Probably not, only because the show hasn't addressed it. She wouldn't say, well, yeah, they told me what it really was behind the scenes. And yeah, I'm glad he was gone. I, she's just not going to say anything. It's just going to be swept under yeah. the rug, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't know. I mean, there's no reason for her, you know, I guess at this point, there's probably no reason for her, you know, to say anything. And, and you know, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that probably the, obviously the producers got a lot more than just, you know, reading the post on Reddit. I mean, obviously they spoke to the, you know, the, I assume spoke to the women who were behind, um, you know, what was, what was posted on Reddit. And so, and they felt confident enough and, and hopefully, you know, I assume they asked, questions to sort of verify that these women, you know, knew actually knew Tyler and, and, you know, that these things happen, you know, maybe they asked for photos, you know, I mean, who knows what they asked for to sort of corroborate the stories, but, you know, in order, like you said, for someone who, you know, you get that one on day, the first impression, everything, you know, you, you know, that person typically goes really far. I mean, right. I mean, I, you know, look, Garrett got the first impression Rose and Becca season and won the whole season, you know, won the whole thing, you know, well, no, he, her, got, so. he got first date. Not first impression. Oh, the first date. Yeah. Oh, okay. But still, okay, first date. First, first date is still yeah. you. You yeah. do last pretty yeah. far. You don't win, but you do go right. far, and you're somebody that the lead was obviously into uh, enough. Oh to yeah, be my there. season. My season was Brooke. Brooks got the first date, first one on one date. My season, and you know, look, look at. I mean, he, you know, sent himself home at the end, very end. You know, so yeah. I mean, I think that's. I think that's right. You know, I think that typically the first, the per- first one on one goes goes rather far. Yeah, and and if you um, and if you listen to me all season, Brooks was engaged to Desiree, so there you go. 
<laughs> I was the one reporting it up until the very end that he was with her. So there See? you go. <laughs> so yeah, so that, that and that leads that that makes it more credible now what we're saying that he probably was going to go far and these allegations are serious. So there it goes. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe I should have listened to my own like knowing that the first the person who gets the first date of the season if I'm not mistaken now that I think about it, the person who gets the first date of the season on The Bachelorette has never won. So maybe I should have listened to my own statistics right? oh, wow. and realized when I was getting told that Brooks won, maybe I should have questioned it more and been like, well, wait, nobody's ever won who's gotten the first date of the season because it's never happened. Yeah, but there's always a first, right? This yeah, is the I first guess. time also someone was sent home without, you know, without a reason. And, and look, I mean – you know, I mean, Brooks, obviously, you know, that the way that ended, I mean, obviously all's well that ends well. And, uh, you know, for um, for Desiree and Chris and their two beautiful children. But I mean, obviously, Brooks made the decision to send himself home at the end there. And so, um, you know, it, you know, potentially, you know, he could have he could have, you know, ended up um, at the very end. Who knows how it would have played out had he decided to stay. Yeah, that's true. Never, I mean, you just. You never think about it because of where Des and Brooks, Des and, Des and Brooks, uh, Des yeah. and Chris are now with, you know, married and two children and they've been married. Oh, yeah, they're doing wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're I mean, great. it's just, you don't even think about, well, what if Brooks would have stayed? Like, would she still have picked Chris? Would her final two have been Chris and Brooks? And she picks Brooks over him? Like, what, what happens? Because all we saw was no. what we saw, which is how everything went down. And yeah, it is kind of weird to think about it. But, um, yeah. Michael, thanks you so much for the conversation. I really, Enjoy your insight into kind of behind the scenes stuff in regards to the show. You have been on three of them, so I mean it's 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 yeah. easy to you you have such a an interesting perspective because you've been around it enough. It wasn't like you were just on one season and you you lasted two episodes. I mean, you got to final five on Desiree's season, and um, you know you did Paradise and you did uh, uh, and you did um, Winter Games. I mean, so you've been there, yeah. you've experienced it, you know what goes through these producers minds and i really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about this and sharing this with everybody no thank you my, my pleasure always i always uh enjoy the conversation and um you know if there's ever uh you know a bachelor assisted living then i'll do my fourth show you know <laughs> i'm ready uh getting approaching 40 soon so you know I'm re- you know i'm ready i yeah. think i'm ready for for uh, i'm ready to find love on uh on, on national television again uh with that with that kind of show <laughs> We'll, we'll, I'm just kidding. We'll all be on the lookout for it in case if it does <laughs> right. if it does happen. Michael, thanks again. I all appreciate right. it. Thanks, Steve. Talk to you yep. soon. Bye. All right. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you so much to Michael for that. I really appreciate him coming on and just uh, just wanted to focus on a few topics from Hannah's season so far, mainly Luke P and Tyler and Tyler G and the uh, situation with um, you know editing and production and how those two kind of intertwined with each other, so to speak, because they do. And like you said, there's, there's so much that the average fan doesn't know. It's what I always try to do in my column and just kind of give you behind the scenes look of what really goes on. But, uh, some really good stuff by, um, by Michael there. Want to mention that this podcast is brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo projects are designed to spark creativity, tinkering and learning In kids of all ages, they make learning about STEAM fun. They're on a mission to empower kids, not just to make a project, but to make a difference. KiwiCo is offering the Reality Steve podcast listeners the chance to try them for free. To redeem this offer and learn more about their projects for kids of all ages, visit KiwiCo.com slash Steve. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Steve. 
Thanks again to Michael for coming on. This podcast, got another podcast next week. Obviously, next week it will be up a little bit early because I'm leaving for Las Vegas on Thursday with the fifth annual Reality Steve Fan Appreciation Party on Friday. We are sold out. I can't accept any more people, um, but this is going to be the biggest party yet. I'll probably do some periscoping that night, so check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. It seems like party number four was a couple months ago. Can't believe we're already a year removed from last year's party. But, um, yeah, here it is. Fifth annual party coming up next Friday. So I'll post next week's podcast on Wednesday. I'm, I'm looking to get that uh, secured and um, hopefully get the guest uh, that I want on that. But, again, thanks to Michael. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review. Even unsubscribe and then resubscribe again if you would like. I really appreciate it. And, uh, again, to Michael... Thanks for the insight. He's always a good guy to talk to, and I appreciate all that he has to offer when he comes on this show. So thanks again, everybody that's listening. I appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. See you.